0: Winston Churchill has this absolute banger of a quote, and it is, You'll never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 157 of the Aligned Performance Podcast, the podcast helping you to express your best in this world to create your most aligned life of purpose and potential. Through authentic and uplifting solo episodes and diverse guest conversations, we explore how you can discover and serve your soul's purpose, transform your mind, cultivate high performing results and successfully build your dream business of impact. All of this guiding you to fulfill your dream life and serve your greatest impact on this world. My name is Trang, mentor, speaker, and your host for the show, and today I'm sharing with you the quotes that have changed my life. Now, the reason I wanted to do this episode is because I was recently reading through my notes and looking at a collation of quotes that I had written down because at that time they had touched me so much. And I noticed as I was rereading the, through these quotes that even though they made such a difference for me when I first came across them, I had since forgotten about these quotes. So rereading them was able to ignite such fresh perspectives, you know, new waves of motivation or to instill inner peace in me, depending on the quote. And it was a really lovely experience rereading these quotes, even though they're not completely new to me. And I I realized that we don't always have to be exposed to completely new information or new ideas for it to be profound and to be impactful for us. Sometimes we just need to be reminded of certain ideas and concepts as we go through a, a particular challenge or a particular season of our life. And it may hit us and resonate with us in a fresh way. So I really want to gift this experience to you by sharing with you some of the most profound quotes that I have come across in my life. And how I'm going to do this is I'm going to break down these quotes into different sections depending on the objective of that quote because different quotes will elicit different emotions or or different perspectives. And that way, you will get to choose which quote or which category of quote is the most relevant for you at this point in your life, depending on what it is that you're going through. So in this episode, I'm going to share 10 or so quotes and it's not about you memorizing them all and writing them all down, but instead choosing the ones that resonate with you the most and will actually make a difference in your life going forward. Let's get into it. Let's start with the most overarching quote that I have lived by in recent years. It's, this has been potentially one of the most impactful quotes in my life. And this is a quote by Tim Ferriss. Reality is negotiable. If you stress test the boundaries and experiment with the impossibilities, you'll quickly discover that most limitations are a fragile collection of socially reinforced rules that you can choose to break at any time. Oh, This quote, I remember the first time I heard it, the first time I heard these three words that reality is negotiable, I felt a wave of relief and drive come over me because I just had this veil taken out from in front of my eyes that, you know what, I can do anything that I want because it... Everything that I perceive, I can or can't, is simply a construct of the mind. And it's so obvious when you read any autobiography of people who have made their dreams a reality, you'll see that every autobiography or biography or memoir goes through a sequence of events and consistently at the start of each of these stories is a chapter of struggle is a chapter of difficulty and every great has had to go through the stages of doubt and the shitty part of their memoir before they could rise and some stories that have stood out to me the most was the fact that jk rowling the incredible author of harry potter had her idea rejected by 12 different publishers before one publisher decided that Harry Potter was a good enough story worth publishing. (laughs) Michael Jordan didn't even make the basketball team in his high school. (laughs) Like what? You know, hearing these stories makes us realize that Where we are now says nothing about where we could be in one year, in two years, let alone in a decade. So, remembering that reality is negotiable and where we are now has nothing to do with our ultimate potential. The next quote that I'd like to share with you is one by Seneca and has really helped me during times that I have struggled in my life. In particular, Uh, struggled with overthinking or anxiety leading up to a big event or moment. And the quote is this, we often suffer more in our imagination than in reality. Oh, how true is this? Like we are so good at hyping up a future event in our mind and going through all the worst case scenarios, all the things that could go wrong. And we end up creating so much apprehension in the lead up to the events that by the time the event comes around and we we live through it, we're like, oh, it wasn't nearly as bad as we thought it would be. And I've had this so many times, whether it's the anticipation leading up to a social event or uh, building up to having a challenging conversation with a loved one. And here's one that particularly stands out to me. The months of fear and dread that I felt leading up to the announcement and launch of my first ever business. I thought that people would mock me, that I would be laughing stock, but none of that even happened. In fact, I received so many beautiful messages of support and congratulations. So remembering that we often suffer more in our imagination than in reality. The next category that I'd like to share, and this category actually has a few different quotes because this is one that I have really struggled with and I know that majority of you have experienced or is currently held back by this, and it is the fear of judgment. So in this category, I'd like to start with Theodore Roosevelt's speech citizenship in republic that he shared in Paris uh, in 1910 and it is commonly known as the man in the arena speech. This is something that I love to start my days and my weeks with because it just gets me so fired up and the, the speech goes like this. It is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again. Oh, and this is just the short version of the speech. If you want the full one, um, look up Theodore Roosevelt's man in the arena speech. It is so powerful because as simple as, as it is, when you break it down, It's just that, it is not the critic who counts. Nobody cares about the person who's sitting on the sidelines pointing fingers. The credit and the spotlight and the honor goes to the man and the woman who is in the arena, the one who is showing up, who is putting themselves out there, who is putting their reputation or their body on the line for something that they truly believe in, for something that is worthwhile. So I love that one. And another quote that is an absolute banger by Winston Churchill that helps, uh, that helps me overcome my fear of judgment is you'll never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. Like it's so simple. It's so easy to get distracted by every dog that barks, by every person that has something to input, but that's not what it's about. The, the honor is in keeping our eyes forward, maintaining our tunnel vision focus, and continuing to step-by-step step, get closer to our destination. The last quote in this category is by Friedrich Nietzsche, and it is this, and those who were seen dancing were thought to be insane by those who could not hear the music. How good is that? And those who were seen dancing were thought to be insane by those who could not hear the music. This resonated with me so much because not only am I A big dancer like I like if you've seen my social media you'll know that a big part of my joy in life is going to music festivals and dancing my heart out like I I don't drink alcohol but whenever I'm at a party I am the first on the dance floor and I'm getting that dance floor lit (laughs) um so you know the 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 quote specifically referencing dancing really resonated with me but what this quote ultimately highlights that I continue to revisit and remind myself of every time I catch myself fearing judgment is that anytime someone extends an opinion or a judgment about us, it is always a reflection of them more than it is of us. And this concept has been brilliantly highlighted in an experiment that was run by a man called Joshua Bell, who went into a metro subway in Boston to play the violin. And as he stood there, busking, you could say, he was playing the violin, uh, what became apparent was that nobody really paid attention to him. You know, everyone was busy going about their day, running late to catch the train, just walking past him, bypassing the beautiful music that he was playing. But here is the thing. Joshua Bell in that Metro Subway was playing an intricate violin piece that was worth 3.5 million dollars. And just two nights earlier, Joshua Bell had sold out the Boston Theatre with thousands of people for the average ticket price of a hundred dollars. What does that mean? That means that Joshua Bell is a highly sought-after Skilled violinist that sells out theatres. Yet here he is playing in the metro subway and nobody is batting an eyelid. So that highlights that one's skill, one's talent is going to be valued differently in different contexts. And when you're playing to the masses and, and people don't understand and therefore cannot appreciate your skill and the music and the value that you're you're offering, they're just not going to be able to give you the credit that you deserve. So there will always be people who will talk about you. There will always be people who judge you, who you know, have something to say. But it's only a reflection of them. It's a reflection of their ignorance. Maybe it's a reflection of their fear, their narrow-mindedness, skepticism, insecurities. That is what they are projecting, not a true reflection of your skill, your talent, or your worth. The next category that I'd like to share a quote for is in regards to overcoming fear, something that we have all felt before. And I know I felt that every month of my life as I've navigated my own journey and come across uncharted territory, come across new leaps or new moves that I have wanted to make that were unfamiliar to me. And the quote that has helped me so much as I've gone through these times in my life is by Joseph Campbell. The cave you fear to enter holds the treasure you seek. The cave you fear to enter is the exact cave that you need to enter because it holds the treasure that you are seeking the most. And I remember this quote helped me so much as I went through my career change and I started my business because I had a two-fold f- a fear. One fear was letting go of physiotherapy. The profession that I had worked so hard for throughout my high school years finishing my master's degree and already spending four years building up my skills and my reputation in that field. I had so much fear about letting that go and wasting all that I had worked for, potentially making a major mistake that I would regret later on. And then the other aspect of fear in this transition was the fear of going all in on my heart's passion and my heart's mission. Because I had so much fear about what people would think of me. I had fear of failure and, you know, not it not being viable. I had fear of success and what it would take to actually get there. I was scared of the work I'd have to put in and of the major changes I'd have to make in my life. But when I reminded myself that it is the cave that I fear to enter that holds the treasure that I seek, And I reminded myself that that treasure of living my dream life, of feeling fulfilled each night as I go into bed, of being able to serve my greatest potential in my lifetime and leave the world a better place than how I was born into it, then I was like, what's the alternative? I'm not going to turn around and go back. I just need to keep trudging forwards to enter into this cave. And how many years on are we? We're about three, four years on. I'm living my dream life. (laughs) I am happy and joyous and fulfilled every single day. And I sometimes forget what it's like to have Sunday night blues, to be waking up feeling dread to face the day ahead, to be leaving for the next overseas holiday because, you know, I want to escape my reality. Like, I don't have any of that anymore. I forget what it's like sometimes. And I'm reminded when I talk to people around me and they, they, they share those feelings and those thoughts. And I'm like, it all went back to that time that I was like, I need to just keep moving forwards to enter into that cave. The next quote is in regards to hard work. <laughs> so this is for you if you find that you're constantly jumping on but then falling off the bandwagon of consistency and discipline. This quote is by Raymond Joseph Teller. And it goes like this. Magic is just someone spending more time on something than anyone else might reasonably expect. oft This is powerful. Magic is just someone spending more time on something than anyone else would reasonably expect. And I remember this helped me so much at the start of my speaking journey because at the start I was running workshops, I was I was doing some some speaking gigs, but I had a dream to become world class. And I'm still on that journey now, but I was wondering why I just didn't seem to be getting that much better. And it became so obvious when I looked at how much I was working on my speaking compared to how much those who were at the top of their game rehearse and dedicate to their their skill. So for these workshops or for these talks that I would do, I would rehearse maybe once or twice for that talk. But I heard the statistic that world-class musicians and world-class actors will have a rehearsal ratio of 10 to 1. So for one performance, they wouldn't just rehearse once. They would rehearse at least 10 times, sometimes even up to 100 times for that one performance. So when I heard this, I started doing that. I remember I had a one-day event that I was running that went on for 10 hours. And instead of just doing a single run through of that 10 hours, I did the whole event and I rehearsed the whole thing ten times. <laughs> I 10X' my rehearsal rate. And it became so apparent how much of a difference that makes because that one event that I did after rehearsing it 10 times quickly became the best events that I had run by far. And like, is that a surprise? No. But at the time I just needed that evidence and that reminder that rehearsal and dedicating our time to completely master our craft is worth it. It is not a waste of time. So it's about that mindset shift of not being reasonable and not doing the bare minimum to refine your craft or your skill. It's about going way beyond what anyone else would even expect or do, because that is when you create magic. The next category of quote is relationships. And this this uh, category for me is what I used this quote for, but this quote is actually relevant to all areas of life. And this quote is, change is the only constant. By Heraclitus, the only constant is change. And I I truly believe that. I think our universe has some general universal laws such as gravity. We know that gravity exists. We can't argue that. And I think something else that we can't argue with is the fact that change is the only constant. Think about anything in our life. Nothing stays stagnant. Whether it's the way that us humans grow physically over time, we're constantly aging, we're constantly changing the way that we think, plants and trees grow, and even things that are seemingly static, such as a table or a whiteboard, those things are static, but every single day they are decaying. Like they're aging every single day. The universe in itself is constantly expanding. The sun is constantly getting hotter each day. And at some point, the sun is going to explode. It's going to swallow up our solar system. That's going to happen with every single star. (laughs) And every single star in our entire universe is going to explode. It's going to become a white dwarf. It's going to become a black hole. And eventually, our universe is going to be plunged into darkness. Like nothing is stagnant in our world, so for me, that really helped. For, uh, that really helped me to be at peace as my relationships changed. In particular, my intimate relationship of ten years, from when I was eighteen years old to twenty-eight years old, when that changed, and eventually the structure of the relationship changed so much from a, an attached intimate relationship to a friendship, to not even being close friends anymore. In other words, I separated from my partner. How I could see it is that this is not a failure. It's simply a reflection of how I have changed as an individual. It's a reflection of how he changed as an individual. And then our relationship as a third entity changed as well. So it's not a failure. It's simply a successful completion of that relationship, a healthy completion and evolution of that chapter of our lives, and now we get to go on to the next chapter of our lives. And this may or may not be relevant for you. You know, you may be in a committed lifelong relationship. You might have gone gotten, gotten married to your partner, and that doesn't mean that you have your, your entire relationship has to change in terms of like how you. Uh, like share your life together. But of course, over your lifetime, within the relationship, a lot is going to change. Our careers are going to change. Our looks are going to change. Like change is the only constant. So remembering that helps us to be so much more at peace as we inevitably go through the evolutions and the, the changes in our life. We have to learn to loosen our grip and not hold on so tightly to control and predictability. Okay, the next quote is in regards to taking action. So this is for you if you are sick of sitting around, of procrastinating, of complaining, and you know that you need to get off your ass and get some shit done. (laughs) That you need to take some action in your life. So this quote is this, Complain about the way that other people make software, by making software, by Andrew Torres. How good is this? Complain about the way that other people make software by making software. So in other words, don't just complain. Go and be the change that you want to see in the world. And this was was really relevant for me at the start of my plant-based journey. Um, I went through a full quarter-life crisis, questioning everything, questioning why the heck I was an animal lover and be devastated by seeing people in certain cultures eat dog meat when every single day I'd be sitting down and eating meat just of another animal, just of animals that in this culture it was acceptable and uh, no one would bat an eyelid. Yet these animals that I was eating, like pigs, cows, chickens, they have just as much intellect as dogs scientifically proven and they have just as much capacity for uh, experiencing pain and emotional uh, intelligence as dogs so when i first went vegan i was pretty militant i'm not gonna lie like i was triggered i was in a lot of pain myself realizing all this suffering that was happening in the world and i became the really annoying bossy vegan that was telling everyone else to go vegan and i realize now that that's not the best way to do things because i can't just sit there complaining about what other people are doing i shouldn't just sit here and tell what other people are doing because no one likes to be told what to do but instead people like to be inspired People like to simply observe what's in their environment and then come to their own conclusions about how they want to live their life. And there is that quote, the greatest gifts that you can give another is the gift of inspiration. So then that is the way that I started to think and then I adjusted my strategy. So instead of just being overbearing and telling other people what to do, I just worried about myself. I just focused on embodying my truest self in line with my values, um, living my healthiest life where I was thriving, where I was able to enjoy delicious mouth-watering food. And then if other people are curious and other people want to know more about it, then I will tell them. I'll be like, okay, this is what I do. (laughs) And this is why I do it. It's aligned to my values of love and empathy. So complain the way that other people make software, by making software. Okay, the next quote is in regards to living as our highest self and living with integrity. So this quote is by John Wooden. The true test of a man's character is what he does when no one is watching. I love this because... It's true. Behind closed doors is where the real opportunity lies. It's where our actions actually matter the most because that is the the real test and the real character of who we are, especially because our subconscious mind is always watching. So even if no one else is watching, our subconscious mind is watching and everything that we do is putting a vote in one direction or another of who we are and who we want to be and that's why I started to really take the small things seriously I started having those cold showers like who cares if I have a cold shower like nobody's going to know except for me each morning when it's winter and it's two degrees outside like it doesn't take much to turn on the hot tap instead of the cold tap but I know that if I want to have the character of discipline, of resilience, of honour in in regards to honouring my own commitments and promises, then I need to turn on that cold tap. That's why I donate, donate money on a monthly basis and I don't even tell anyone. I mean, I'm telling you now, I guess, but this is kind of the point. I need to prove my point here. I've been doing it for a couple of years now and I haven't ever really told anyone because it's just this is who I truly am. I'm going to donate on a money on a monthly basis to a cause that I care about. So in this case, to be a bit transparent as well, I'm donating money to animal activists. So kind of a follow-on from what I was talking about before. Animal activists who give up their life, who give up a comfortable existence of making a lot of money and they do the work that many others would not be willing to do, getting their hands dirty, going on the front lines going to see the things that would keep me up at night and give me a lot of trauma so I donate money to them Um, and yeah I'm currently on a 40-day <laughs> Indone- uh, Indonesian uh, streak like I'm learning Indonesian uh, and no one sees me learn Indonesian nobody's going to even really care that I, I'm, I, I'm learning another language except for when I'm in Bali and I can use that language and I can uh, communicate with the locals but it's not going to make me more money it's not going to really add to my you know reputation or add to my status in business but it's something that I'm doing for me and it's something that I know that I need to do because I have always admired those who can learn a language as an adult and I've never been able to do that for myself so now I want to prove it to myself that I can okay final category and final quote and this is the one that i've intentionally put last because i'd love to finish off with this and leave this with you at the end of this week and this quote is in regards to success success is measured in how many lives that you improve if you want to become more successful and make more money than me then use your lifetime to help more lives than than I can in my lifetime. And this was said by Naveen Jain, who is a billionaire. So that's why he's like, if you want to become more successful and make more money than me, then use your lifetime to help more lives than I can in my lifetime. And I just love this too so much. Like I, I'm seriously almost emotional just reading this quote out loud. Because success... <laughs> is measured in how many lives you improve. We, we don't get to take anything with us into the afterlife. We don't get to take our possessions, not even our reputation, not even our finances or the experiences that we got to live in our life. We don't get to take any of that with us into the afterlife. But the one thing that does remain beyond our time is how many lives we did improve is how we left the world a better place for other people, for the ecosystem, for the environments, for other forms of life, how we touched them and made them better just because we existed. That is success. And naturally, as Naveen said, if you want to make more money, then just do that. Provide more value and that value will come back to you in the form of money. Money is simply an exchange for value. Where there is more value, more money will flow. And value is simply in making other people's lives better. That is what people pay for. They want their lives to be better. So provide value to the world and you will have more success and more money. All right, fam, that is the end of another episode. I really hope that at least one of these quotes from this episode has stood out to you has really touched you today and will allow you to make a difference in your life and in other people's lives going forward. I do want to mention as well, I apologize that I've been a little bit nasally in this episode. Um, we are currently in the midst of spring in Melbourne and that means one thing. It means a hay fever and oh my gosh, it just gets me so much no matter what I do or try. So Uh, A little bit nasally, a little bit sneezy, itchy eyes. Um, But, you know, that's Melbourne for you. (laughs) That's home. (laughs) Um, Okay, I hope that you have a beautiful rest of your day. That's it from me for now and I'll catch you in the next episode.